The Metaphor Mindset is a podcast for artists and creative thinkers, entrepreneurs, and leaders who want to explore ideas around creativity and commerce. Think like an artist, work like a boss. Welcome to the Metaphor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Borg. And this is Episode 6, The Four Hats of Artists in Business. It's really easy to lose yourself within the making part of things. That's Dow Lewis, a Brooklyn artist, on the website Art21. She builds soft sculptures, masks, and characters drawn from her imagination and her inner life. Today I want to explore all the roles you play in the production that is your own art and creative business. Whether you just sell a painting here or there, or you have a full-fledged business that supports yourself and others, or you just want to explore this creative process, I think the ideas in today's episode can give you insight. So let's go. All the world's a stage, and the men and women merely players. We often feel that the roles given us as children in our society are not ours. They're not authentically us. We're assigned roles whether they be gender or societal or status or abilities. As in a play, often these roles are archetypal, like mother, maiden, mentor, child. If you haven't taken my quiz, what's your artistic archetype? This is a great chance to explore some of these roles and ways we work in our own art. You can find that link in the show notes. Sometimes it feels like the roles we play are arbitrary and absurd. We need someone to play the town crier, and you show up at just the right time. The part is yours. Our DNA is part of our script. You may have your father's hair or your mother's eyes, but it's our creative interaction with this script, whether it's genetic or societal, that makes us uniquely ourselves. Once we've broken that bond with those original directors of our lives, our parents, our teachers, and struck out on our own stage to create our own roles, then the whole idea of doing something that's inauthentic can be distasteful, understandably so. Here's Jennifer Aniston's character, Joanna, in the movie Office Space, in a conversation with her manager at the terrible restaurant she works at as a waitress. We need to talk about your flair. Really? I I have 15 pieces on. I... Well... Okay, 15 is the minimum, okay? Okay. Now, you know, it's up to you whether or not you want to just do the bare minimum, or, uh, well, like Brian, for example, has 37 pieces of flair on today, okay? Mm. A terrific smile. Okay, so you you want me to wear more? <laughs> Look, Joanna, yeah. people can get a cheeseburger anywhere, okay? They come to tchotchkes for the atmosphere and the attitude, okay? That's what the flair's about. It's about fun. Yeah. Okay, so more than, yeah? Look, we want you to express yourself, okay? Now, if you feel that the bare minimum is enough, then okay. But some people choose to wear more, and we encourage that, okay? You do want to express yourself, don't you? Yeah. Okay, great, great. That's all I ask. Becoming an individual 
is all about expressing your flair. Dyeing your hair purple, getting tattoos and piercings. These are all ways of exploring the possible roles we can play and people we can be in our lives. Picasso went through his blue period. Frida Kahlo adopted folk costume. Madonna explored S&M. Artists do this exploration in public as an act of what researcher E.O. Wilson calls aesthetic surprise. All animals do this. It's how butterflies attract other butterflies or repel predators. They use pheromones and dances, shapes and colors. Animals are artists, and they use their flair to play the roles their DNA and evolution has handed them, but then make them their own. And even as we adopt facades, fake personas, deep down, I think we're searching for our own authenticity in this process. What feels right? What haven't I tried yet that works for me? and resonates with my true self. As Joseph Campbell said, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. In every culture, the process of putting on a costume or a mask allows the wearer to tap into the strength of the character they're representing, to find out a little bit more of who they can be. When shy little Clark Kent steps into the phone booth, he comes out with a cape, and suddenly he has the ability to tap into the strength of Superman. And conversely, Superman's alter ego, Clark Kent, has his own powers of introspection and introversion. In business, it's the same thing. Every business needs certain roles in order to thrive. We talk about all the hats we have to wear. I put on my marketing hat. I put on my sales hat. So how many are there? What is the actual number of hats that we need to wear in a business? Well, every business is different. You get to decide, but I have identified four main roles of a business owner so you can write and learn your own lines and really get into the character, walk out onto the stage, and receive your award for your portrayal of the role you invented with aesthetic surprise, with flair. Hat number one, the creator hat. This is the little black beret. It's been used as a head covering for soldiers and shepherds from the Basque region since the Bronze Age. It's an efficient hat. It can protect your head from oil drips inside a tank. You can also roll it up and stick it in your pocket. It's a very democratic hat, and it became identified with intellectuals and poets, painters and beatniks and jazz musicians, and therefore poverty. If you see an artist on the streets of Paris with a beret on, you might not think they're rich, but you probably would think they're smart and creative. Each of the hats has a job to do, and each hat has a trap. When you put on your creator hat, your job is to ideate, to come up with new ideas, to master your skills, and to make things. Then, most importantly, to protect your time, to protect your space, and to nurture yourself. No one else will or can do this for the creator. The trap here is perfectionism. We often hold back because we don't feel ready, and that's fine, but just be aware that the trap of perfectionism often does not serve you as an artist. Hat number two, the leader hat. This is the top hat. In contrast to the beret, the top hat has always been identified with wealth and position. Lincoln wore a top hat. He was a man of the countryside and of the people, but with a top hat, he had urban style, stature, and authority. When Kennedy was elected, he bucked tradition and did not wear his top hat during his inaugural speech. This gave the American people a sense that he was getting down to work, that he was no longer separating himself from the public. He understood the role of the top hat. 
The top hat has also moved into the realm of the absurd, with the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland, the Circus Hawker, Tom Petty to Steampunk to T-Pain. These are all examples of artists turning the top hat upside down and making a commentary on authority. And it makes sense. A top hat turned upside down is a magician's hat. What will you pull out of there? So you have at your disposal the hat of authority and the hat of magic. And this will come in handy. The leader's job is to envision the business, to strategize, to create a business out of thin air, to set goals, to communicate with all the other parts of the business, to assess and realign when you get off track. For the leader, the trap is abdication. Abdication is when a queen or king refuses to wear the crown and passes it on to someone else. Especially in a creative business, sometimes we let the leader in our business abdicate responsibility for leading to the creator. And the creator hat does not do that job. The creator hat is all about the interior life, the creative process. It takes protecting that time and taking thoughts and ideas down rabbit holes. It takes thinking about things that are not business goal oriented. So we resist putting on the leader hat and frankly, most of the other hats. But when we abdicate the leadership of our business to our creator hat, things can go off the rails. I suggest a quarterly retreat with your leader where you set aside a whole day to really look at your business, look at the past and the future, to envision and strategize, to assess and realign where you're going. Hat number three, the operator hat. This is the hard hat. This is the hat you wear to protect your main asset, your brain. The first hard hats were used in shipbuilding and the fire brigade. The workers would cover their hats with tar and pitch and set them out into the sun to dry. And the hats would get hard and protect them inside the ship from bumping into things. So innovation has been involved with this hat from the beginning. A helmet saved my brother's life once. He was a firefighter for many years. And one time he was caught in a backdraft when a room he was in practically exploded. So he had to basically dive out the second floor window head first and ran down a ladder upside down. His neck was burned, but because he had his hat on, he survived. So when we think of a hard hat, it's protecting us. It's helping us do the work. But you might think, I'm running into the burning building of my business. You can protect yourself by understanding what you're getting yourself into and understanding how your business works. Nowadays, all these hard hats and helmets have radios and cameras and mirrors and earpieces, and the hats are all different colors, so people can identify each other across a work site. And this makes sense. The operator hat is all about processes and systems. So that's why even if you're not the one that does the accounting or the bookkeeping or the spreadsheets, that you should have an understanding of how these things work so you can protect yourself. The job of the operator is to set boundaries, set up systems, create a budget, measure things, and troubleshoot, and communicate with all the other hats to do the hard work of digging in and understanding the systems in your business. This can be uncomfortable, and so the trap here is procrastination. And it usually comes from apathy or fear of not knowing how to do something or that you're not doing it right. But remember, this is how you get paid. This is the fun part. Doing this work is how the money flows. So I suggest that you schedule time on your calendar, dig in, teach yourself through free trainings or a class, or have a quarterly meeting with your accountant. Learn how to do the basics of your business first before hiring someone else. And then you understand how things work and you don't feel like your house is on fire. So we have reached hat number four, the promoter hat, the party hat, this is the fun part. 
Ironically, though, the party hat is inspired by the dunce cap that they used to use in schools to humiliate children when they weren't following the rules. So when you had your party hat on, you could act a fool. Social norms were relaxed, and this hat turns things upside down with a sense of humor and fun. But the pointed hat, like all of the hats, has a fascinating history. In Egypt, Osiris, the god of the underworld, wore a pointed hat, as did the pharaohs, with ceremonial golden hats that added to their godlike stature. And of course, the elephant in the room here is the cowardly KKK that has twisted the form of this hat and mask for their terrible bullshit. So the idea of aesthetic surprise, it can go both ways. We can use our art to grow or for nefarious purposes. When you go to a party and see that there's one person that's just doing all the talking and acting out but not listening, no one wants to be around that person. But when you go to a party and listen to other people's stories, that's fascinating. And this is how we build relationships, educate people about our work, invite people to your party. You're allowing them to enter your world. You're sharing your work and motivating them to support you. And there's nothing as fun or satisfying as that. The trap here is the impulse to stay in the cave, especially after COVID. And this, of course, like procrastination, comes from thoughts like, I don't want to do this, or people will reject me, resulting in the emotions of fear and insecurity. These are thoughts that we can work on. But it's not how good you are at performing the role of that hat. Spend some time wearing that hat. As you do, you'll get more comfortable in the role. I hope this episode was helpful. And I want to offer a free little tool that accompanies my free course on the four hats of artists in business. This goes deeper into each of these areas with a worksheet that helps you determine where you're at with each of your hats and how you can improve. Find that at shannonborg.com slash the number four dash hats. Just taking small steps onto that stage, it will become easier and soon you'll be sporting that top hat, rocking the hard hat, and inviting people to your party. I wish you a creative and productive week. See you next time. If you're an artist who wants to sell and market your work more effectively, join us in the Metaphor Mindset Studio, an online program for artists who want to love their business as much as they love their art. Metaphor Mindset Studio, think like an artist, work like a boss.